This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. Peter stood up, but don't think he wasn't afraid. Of course he was afraid. He's human. Of course he was afraid. And I think as they walked out of that place that day, I think they were shaken to their core. Oh man, I'm so glad that's over. What are we going to do, Peter? Man, we got to go to church. That's what we got to do. That's what they did. I love that. I love that. They didn't go hide. They didn't go for a drink. You know, they went to church. They went to church. Why did they do that? Well, because they understood a principle in scripture. Today, Pastor Robert will be teaching us a very important spiritual principle that's found within our text today. There is power in believers meeting together in fellowship. Jesus said, when two or more are gathered, there I am in the midst of them. It's damaging to our spirit when we forsake the fellowship of the brethren. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. There's so many examples in here, you know, for us to learn from and benefit from. The first thing, when you think about what was going on, you know, Peter and John were human. John was just a teenager. Remember, he was only 15, 16, maybe 17 when this is happening. Peter was a little older. Peter was a fisherman. He was a little more seasoned. But you know what? Peter was still Peter. I mean, just a little while before, yes, he's now bold. He's speaking the truth. But I want you to understand something. He's not doing it without fear. Guys, this is something that's so important for us to understand. Because a lot of times we read things like this and we look at it and we we say, oh man, Peter was fearless. He was, once he was baptized with the Holy Spirit, he was just fearless. No, he wasn't. He was courageous. That's not the same thing. That's not the same thing. See, Peter now knew that he knew that he knew Jesus Christ is alive. He, he understood now. He, was, he, he had clarity. He had conviction. He was baptized. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. He was courageous. He was not fearless. I think they were both shaken to the core. Imagine yourself in that position. You've just been summoned to stand before Nancy Pelosi and the whole crew. And they're saying, if you don't shut up about this, we're coming to your house and we're going to take your wife, we're going to take your family, we're going to take your children, we're going to ruin you. And just as we crucified him, we're going to crucify you. That's the equivalent of what was taking place here. The leadership in Israel severely threatened them. 
And Peter stood up, but don't think he wasn't afraid. Of course he was afraid. He's human. Of course he was afraid. And I think as they walked out of that place that day, I think they were shaken to their core. Oh man, I'm so glad that's over. What are we going to do, Peter? Man, we got to go to church. That's what we got to do. That's what they did. I love that. I love that. They didn't go hide. They didn't go for a drink. You know, they went to church. They went to church. Why did they do that? Well, because they understood a principle in Scripture. We need one another. You can't do it alone. You cannot live the life that He intends for you to live alone as a Christian. Man, we need one another. That's why you don't, you don't find, and we've, we've talked about this so many times, you don't find the Scriptures talking about church attendance talks about the fellowship of the brethren, the koinonia, the family dynamic. That the, we, we need one another. And so they went to church. They went for encouragement. And what did the church do? The church went to war. Listen, we need to remember, we need to understand as Christians that we are in the middle of a war. This is not a game. It's not a video game. It's not going to stop. It doesn't quit when you go to sleep. When you go on vacation, the enemy doesn't stop pursuing you or harassing the rest of your Christian family just because you took a break. You understand? We're in a war. These people understood that. These early Christians knew it. They, they were clear on the concept. And so the first thing they did was drop to their knees. That's how Christians go to war. They go to prayer. They remember who their enemy is, and they go against him. You do that in the prayer closet. Now, that doesn't negate our responsibility as American citizens you know, to, to go and vote, you know, to be engaged in, in, in our society, but that's not our primary responsibility. It is a responsibility, but it's not our primary responsibility. Our primary responsibility is to go to war on our knees in our prayer closet together. I love the fact that we have handfuls of people here that are buying into that. You know, there's a group that got together yesterday, fasting and praying yesterday. There was a group that joined us this morning. Every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock, we're over here in, the, in a side room just praying for what's going to take place that Sunday. There's, there are a group of women that are getting together to pray with one another, for one another. That's where it happens. That's where it happens. The church going to war. Peter and John understood this. Man, we, got, we, we, need to, we need to go grab the family and tell them what's happening. And the response indicated that the early church understood. They valued prayer. And so they got on their knees. And the first thing they did is they reminded themselves whose they were. Did you catch that? The opening. I love that. You are God creator of heaven and earth and the seas and everything in them, who by the mouth of your servant David, and, and then go to Psalm 2, because they only gave us a little tiny tidbit of what we need to see from that passage. In Psalm 2, hurry up. In Psalm 2, God speaking through the mouth of David, or maybe more accurately through the pen in, in this case. Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? They're making their silly, futile plans together. Lord, why? The kings of the earth set themselves. Now, the idea there is that they appoint themselves. The kings of the earth install themselves into positions of power and authority. The rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against His anointed. 
saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said to me, now this is now the Messiah speaking. I will declare the decree, Jesus says. The Lord, Jehovah, has said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance, the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Now that's a description of judgment day, the end of the age when God deals with the rebellious from every nation on the planet. In response to that now, there's a rebuke. Now therefore be wise, O kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear. Rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son lest he be angry and you perish in the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all those who put their trust in him. What was David saying? What is it the Lord saying in that passage? Well, you know the picture I got? I mean, I I have to share it with you. You know, we have a pit bull. Oh, excuse me, pug dog. She thinks she's a pit bull. She's actually a little pug. You know what I'm talking about? Little pug. Some of you have met Cookie. Exactly. That's what she sounds like. She's got this screeching, you know, squealing kind of a growl and bark and and so forth. And she's, you know, she's small. Even for a pug, she's small. Our neighbor, on the other hand, has a Dalmatian, a large Dalmatian. And it's so funny to watch Cookie because, you know, we, Elizabeth and I like to sit in the backyard and and Cookie will sit there next to us. But when she hears the, the dog tacks dingling next door, you know, the Dalmatian comes through the doggy door and comes out into the backyard. Oh, Cookie does not like sharing her territory. She goes after that Dalmatian. And it's so funny to watch. You know, here's Cookie like this. She goes up to the fence. She's up like this in her body. With that squealy, screeching kind of pug noise that she makes. And the Dalmatian just kind of wanders around, looks at her, you know, and ignores her for the most part. And Cookie will carry on like that, trying to intimidate this big Dalmatian until, well, you see, pugs can't breathe. I don't know if you know that. The flat pug face, they, they can't breathe. And so after a couple of minutes of the barking and the growling and the screeching, she starts coughing. <laughs> And she has to wander off somewhere and lay down. <laughs> Seriously, it's so funny to watch. But see, that's the picture that God is painting for us in Psalm 2. The kings of the earth, they appoint themselves as rulers. And they make plans together, vain plots about how they're going to overthrow God and cast off the restraints. His love is the Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited. God has been doing some amazing things with Main Thing Radio. Opportunities to air Main Thing Radio are popping up all over the United States. We are so thankful to God for what He is doing, and we would love to see Main Thing Radio continue to expand, sharing the gospel, teaching God's Word all over the world. But of course, bringing you Main Thing Radio on this station comes at a cost. We purchase time on this radio station, and this program has been professionally produced. While we certainly don't want to pressure anyone into giving, we would like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio. Your support will open more doors for Main Thing Radio. 
To make a secure donation, please log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Now here's Tracy with some information about the Main Thing Radio podcast. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, Tracy. Join us next time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.